edge rusher or safety, and you can only pick one. That's the catch. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kolakovich of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of the other two teams I cover, the Penguins and Pirates. You're Kevin Colbert, all right? His job's so easy, right? We all criticize him. We all think we can do better, or at least we think we can make a certain decision better than he did. You're looking at this roster. You're looking at this steps chart right now. And let's say, even though this isn't really the case, that the cap situation was such that you could only have one additional player that you could sign to a semi-decent free agent contract, kind of like what we just saw Trey Turner get to play guard one year at $3 million, something in that range. And you're looking over this roster at the two probably the most glaring needs on the defensive side of the ball. And that would be a third edge rusher or the third safety. Both are needs. I'm not going to underplay either one of them by doing this. And heaven knows I'm not going to underplay the massive uncertainty that there is on the offensive line. If I was Kevin Colbert, I'd be throwing all my money at the offensive line in some way or another. But, again, this one's about the defensive side. At edge rusher, of course, you have T.J. Watt one side, Alex Highsmith on the other. For anyone who doesn't pay super close attention to the games, even when Bud Dupree was here, TJ and Bud were getting spelled a lot. Uh, TJ taps out more than maybe a lot of people will notice. That's not a criticism. It's the furthest thing in the world from a criticism. The reason that TJ taps out is because he executes his plays at such an absurdly high energy level. And the same was true of Bud when he was here. So whoever your third edge rusher is, that player, in the mind of Keith Butler, is a de facto starter. That player, in the mind of TJ himself, is a de facto starter. So you've seen other guys get on the field. Anthony Ciccolo did it. Ola Adenyi did it. Uh, there have been others, obviously, in recent years. But they haven't really had a, a mainstay there. And now, they don't really have anybody. I mean, Cassius Marsh is here. Uh, Isaiah Loudermilk, you know, it was just drafted. There's really not a player there where you can say, yeah, but if only so-and-so steps up. Quincy Roche, sixth rounder, he's not going to be it. I'm not burying these people and they can make an impression at some point or other but that's not the way this defense that's not the way this football team is being set up in 2021 you need to have players who are out there who are competing 
for a contender. And that's not in-house. But before any kind of declaration forms on that, let's look at the safeties. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG, as the firm is known, have been designated super lawyers for over 15 years. That's a real thing. Capital S, capital L. It's reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com. At safety, of course, again, you know who your starters are, Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds. What do you have after them? You know, Arthur Millette was signed. Um, He started five games for the Jets last year. I I feel like this needs some, some kind of sad music going with it. Uh, there's nothing there that excites me. I mean, it's nice to have depth like that, especially with Jordan Dangerfield gone. You've got to get another safety. Millette can be out there and he can help you, but he can't rotate. He can't can't be someone who adds an element of dynamism with an original-looking formation out there. For example, Malik Hooker's been in. He's visited the Steelers, and that's been enticing. Malik Hooker could come in and make an immediate difference. Malik Hooker would actually get you to start thinking about doing crazy things like three safety formations, okay? Not that he would supplant Edmonds, but he could be someone who comes out and grafts on, and of course you do need depth because players do get hurt. Which one of these two is the bigger need? My temptation right now is to call on either Jordan Berry or Presley Harvin III to punt this question five miles off into the distance because I don't want to answer it myself. But if I were really, really, really pushed on this, I'd be looking at edge rusher. Because to me, the loss of Bud to the Titans through free agency defines the Steelers' offseason. And it's the single scariest component that's changed from 2020 to 2021. And again, I say that with due respect to the offensive line undergoing a total transformation because I happen to think that a lot of those offensive linemen have a chance to be better than the guys who performed the way they did in 2020. I don't know that that'll be the case about edge rusher. And in fact, I don't believe that it'll be the case about edge rusher. I believe that that position is going to take a sizable step backward. And that's with immense respect to TJ. Because TJ could be DPOY this year, finally. And the position itself could still have taken a step backward if Highsmith and or the third edge rusher who rotates in can't elevate to a point where, you know, you're replacing 
bud. This defense originates, feeds off of what happens up front. A lot of that is Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt, Tyson Alualu, all three of whom are excellent in the interior defensive line. But the dynamism of it, the part that strikes fear in other teams, the part that gets them to act irrationally, not just with the quarterback's happy feet, but even with their schematics, that's the pass rush. If I had money for one player between an edge rusher and a safety, I'm taking the edge rusher. That's my answer. But good thing Colbert can actually go out and spend more than that. I, I really believe that he can. Once Tuit gets restructured, uh, once Chris Boswell gets restructured, you have another million that's freed up. For what's left on the market, you can go out and get yourself, I believe, all three edge rushers safety and another offensive lineman when we come back just one question think he's been horrible what am i missing mr eric you aren't missing much i happen to be in line with you uh, i'm a mason supporter is a better word than believer look we all saw what happened in 2019 we're all capable of determining why it happened on our own but in my view Mason wasn't ready to be thrust onto that field in Santa Clara, California. Mason wasn't ready to handle the wicked concussion that he'd sustain. He wasn't ready to handle, nor should anyone ever be ready to handle, the accusations that recklessly came his way from Miles Garrett. And then... Even then, Mason finally gets back on the field near the end of the season. Throws the ball real well. Has his shoulder blown up. Uh, that's, that's tough, man. Uh, to me, that shows a mental resiliency that he was able to get through that uh, as well as he did. And he did, from my observations of him both on and off the field. And more than that, watching him in off-season workouts, OTAs, and minicamp, I got to tell you, he looks like a good NFL quarterback. And I understand this is just football and shorts and guys running around and everything else. and None of it's going to matter until uh, we get to actual training camp and preseason games, and we're going to see a lot of him in those. And he's going to have to prove himself all over again, as he seemingly always does. But he's been around now. You know, four years is a long time. Uh, even in the NFL, even though it's only encompassed nine total starts, he's been around. 
Management knows him. Management sees him every single practice. They evaluate all of those, not just the games. There's a reason he got an extension. There's a reason he's the only quarterback who signed into next season. I I would just... I would advise, if this is what you're asking, Eric, I, I would advise adopting a stance of just, let's, you know, we got another month here until this stuff gets going. Let's see how he does. Let's see how he does. I like him, but I'm also open-minded to the fact that he might not be a starting NFL quarterback. Whatever the case is, uh, you use the term hate. Uh, I don't know how much hate there is for him, but I think it's fair to at least give him a chance. It's not hurting anything to be open-minded and to give him a chance. There is a possibility he will be the Steelers' next quarterback. I appreciate the question, Mr. Eric, and I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.